This is Footprints of Hope, and I am Pastor Mary McQueen. Our story today is called Rebirth in Atlanta. 1,500 clergywomen from all over the globe gathered in Atlanta. They came to worship God together, build a Habitat for Humanity house, study on-site missions together, and leave with peace, hope, and strengthened faith. A female clergy from the Philippines described the experience best. This week is like living inside a beautiful bouquet of God's creation. Everywhere we go together, we see different skin colors, hear many languages, surrounded by God's grace and love. At our first evening of worship, a conference leader took up the microphone. We would like you to pray for Pastor Krukali from Liberia. She is our keynote speaker. There has been a military coup in her country, and she has been detained at the American Embassy. We understand the State Department and representatives of major Christian churches are working for her release. Then she led us in prayer. Each time we gathered for the next two days, we always prayed for Pastor Krukali's safety. On the third night, the conference leader rushed to the stage and announced excitedly, Reverend Kukali has arrived. She is here. It has been a difficult few days, but she would like to speak with you, and I think you will find her to be one of God's beautiful messengers. Please welcome her. We stood and cheered as a tiny young woman stepped to the microphone. She began tentatively. First, I, I, wa I want to say I came here to bring you hope that God can help all of us meet the challenges of life. But my message has changed. I didn't even think I would be able to come. Two weeks ago, a military coup established a new regime in my country. One of the first things he did was to kill ministers and priests and teachers. A shock-filled hush spread over the huge auditorium. Military policemen tore down my door. My husband, my husband Tuimo is an ordained minister. They grabbed hold of Tuimo, pushed him to the floor, beat him to death and threw his body out the window. I grabbed my son, Corby, and ran for the door. I'm, I'm having trouble talking about this. Kobe was torn from my arms and thrown out the same window they threw my husband. I could still hear his screams and the dreadful silence that followed. The officer looked out the window and then at me and he said, oh, I guess it's enough. She'll not be preaching anymore. Pastor Krukali broke down and wept. Several clergywomen came around her and we all stood bowing our heads, praying and crying with her. One of the conference leaders moved to the microphone. 
We are all thankful that Pastor Kukali was finally released to come to the United States. There is such violence and unrest in Liberia that we too were not sure she would be able to come. We are thankful for leaders in several Christian denominations who- Pastor Kukali broke in. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. She shouted and we were silent. She wiped tears back. I am Pastor Hukali, and I was blessed with a fine husband and son. I am still reeling from their deaths, but I cannot let evil win. God is close to me, and I stand here in America with all of you. I guess, I guess, God just has different plans for me. Here, John 14, 27, I have read it over and over these past few days. Peace, God says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Her voice rang out strong and clear throughout the large, silent auditorium. I find it hard to want to read those Bible promises, though I know the answer is there. I had read John 14, 27 many times before, but now I need a deeper peace that I can't find out there in the world. I pray daily that God will help me find that peace deep in my soul. My heart is broken. How can I learn not to be troubled with a broken heart? Do not be afraid, Lord. I am filled with terror. Many that I love are still in my country and I cannot help them. God speaks to me again and again and I begin to realize those words are filled with love for me. It may take a while, but I do know that God is with me. God is with me, and only God can give me the peace I want. Only God can take away my fears. God is here. The soldiers kept me alive saying, she'll not be preaching anymore. They were wrong. I am here to tell you about the grace of God. Every one of us rose to our feet as one, cheering, tears streaming down our cheeks. I asked God in my heart, can I ever be strong enough to still be proclaiming God's grace as this tiny but mighty messenger you've sent? Pastor Crew joined our daily gatherings and worship services. The last day of the conference, all 1,500 clergywomen marched down Auburn Avenue to the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, and I was privileged to march next to Pastor Crew. Husbands of people lined the one-mile path uh, on either side to see this unusual group of people. As we lined up, a police officer leaned over to me and said, I've marched a lot in these parades over the years. 
many times there with violence or heckling. But these folks that came today are obviously here to support you. Are these women really from all over the world? They are. Then I'm a lucky man. Pastor Crew grabbed my hand. Oh no, she smiled. We are the lucky ones to have you here. Thank you. This is such an exciting day for me, surrounded by God's people, marching down the street. But do you know the best thing for me today, Mary? You always bring a happy smile of welcome to me. Don't stop giving that smile, Mary. Don't ever stop. She squeezed my hand. Oh, crew, you have brought me a message I needed. I can't thank you ever enough. It took about an hour to march. Crowds filled the sidewalks on either side of the street. Many cheered and shared blessings and, and prayers. I can't describe the awe I felt as we approached Martin Luther King Jr. National Historic Site. The closer we came to it, the quieter everyone became. There in the center of the space stood a bronze sculpture of a muscular black man holding up a baby. A plaque below it read, this sculpture represents Kunti Kinti from the Minnesota's roots about the struggle of American slaves for freedom. Kunti is holding up his baby daughter Kizi at her baptism, which represents rebirth and new life. Pastor Crew leaned over to me. Oh, Mary, my heart is full. I was told last night that I will be granted asylum in the United States. I know I will never bury Toimo or Kobe and visit my country again, but I am here now and God is here now. My life is completely changed. One of the conference leaders stood nearby. A policeman blew his whistle. The conference leader shouted, in this place, which is a birthplace of freedoms, we wanted to share with you that Pastor Crew has been granted permanent asylum in the United States of America. The words barely left her mouth, but everyone began clapping and cheering. I hugged Crew, everyone hugged Crew. We all cried and shouted. People all around us were hugging her and crying and happy for her and for us. The choir director from Ebenezer Baptist Church began singing, We Shall Overcome. I have sung that song many times, but never before did the words resonate like it did that day. As we began to sing, Pastor Crew reached for hands on both sides of her. As she took mine, she looked up and smiled widely, and I smiled widely back. We could hardly sing at first, but we sang anyway. Each time we sang the chorus, my voice got stronger, sensing the hand in mine who had been sent by God to demonstrate to me what it means to live daily in hope.
We shall overcome someday. Oh, deep in my heart, I do believe that together, the whole wide world around, we shall overcome together. We shall overcome someday. Amen. This has been a 2020 Footprints of Hope podcast. Original stories by Pastor Mary McQueen. Reach her at Pastor Mary Mac on Twitter. Mix and original music by Ken McQueen.